This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here today ahead of Derby's clash with Burton Albion and I've got a man with me today that knows everything there is to know about Burton Albion Football Club. You'll recognise him, you've heard him on the radio. It's Radio Derby's Burton Albion match commentator Dave Flesher. How are you Dave? I'm very good Jake, thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite. No worries at all. Very grateful to uh, to you for coming on. And the first question I have to ask you um the weekend's game, Sheffield Wednesday at home, 3-2 win. Talk me all the way through that because it looked incredible. Wow. It was it was the best I've seen Burton play in my time covering them, I think, in all probability. Because in seasons when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was in charge, um, it was a rescue mission and then failing to build on it. Start of this season was shocking as well. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, I'm sure. But it, it, as a complete performance against a top side who are having a wobble. I mean, there's no getting away from the fact that Sheffield Wednesday are having a wobble. I watched the game on TV the other week when they lost to Forest Green Rovers and could barely believe what I was watching from a, a side that was uh, near the top of the table. But they went into the game at the top uh, and ended the game out of the top two. So, um, yeah, Burton were, Burton were terrific. Absolutely terrific. Took an early lead. Uh, John Brayford, who remarkably has played more minutes than any other player in the Burton Albion squad at the age of 112, um, <laughs> at the far post, they they conceded a goal, uh, which was a little bit messy, um, but by halftime were in full control. Mark Helm, uh, a young lad who they signed from Burnley, who started his career, as so many do, at Manchester United's academy. Um, hadn't scored a, a senior goal before Saturday, and now he has two to his name. He was terrific. He's a, he's a sort of attacking midfielder. Um, the second one outside the area, the confidence that he'd got from the close-range toe poke and, uh, was obviously enough to allow him to shoot from outside the area, and, and in it went. So, yeah, they conceded a penalty second half, but you never at any stage thought that they were necessarily going to throw it away, which is unusual for Burton Albion. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday didn't really throw a lot at them and you could tell how much trouble Wednesday were in, not only from the fans' reaction, but the fact that Barry Bannon was picking the ball up 10 yards outside his own penalty area to try to get them going, whereas Barry, Barry Bannon, you're more than happy to let him have the ball there, or I would be, 
rather than him being on the edge of your penalty area where he can curl one into the top corner. So uh, it was a terrific display. Um, but Dino Marmaria still doesn't think they're safe. So uh, more points required. Well, exactly. I was, I was having a look just before we started recording. Uh, eight points clear of the relegation zone now, up to 16th. Four wins, one draw and two defeats in the last seven. And that includes wins against, as you said, Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley, who are two teams right up there. Um, we saw the start of the season, you touched on it there, the start of the season under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, you know, it was awful, wasn't it? It was awful. Um, and Burton, to be honest, were getting battered around every single week by everyone they played. Dino Marmaria, he's stepped up and he's turned it around. How's he done it? Well, they were pretty clueless at the start of the season. Directionless is probably a better word. It's probably the word I would use on the radio rather than clueless. Um, <laughs> but they were clueless. One point from the first seven matches and then uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank left. Um, by mutual consent, whether he was sacked or whether he just walked away, even I don't know. Um, ben Robinson tends not to sack managers. I think uh, Paul Pesky Salido is the only manager he's ever sacked. Uh, in his time at Burton, and he's been there a long, long time. Uh, and it was a strange one because Dino Marmory took over. And I remember doing the first interview with him. I was doing some cricket, so it was on Zoom. Uh, and his face popped up. We'd spoken to him before, of course. Uh, he'd, he'd often done the press. And he said, before we start, I just want to say, I'm not the caretaker manager. I'm not the interim manager. I am the manager of Burton Albion. And my first question was, well, have you, have you, have you spoken to the chairman about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. And so he's never really been formally appointed Burton Albion manager. He just sort of took over. Uh, lost his first game, so it was one win from eight. And you're thinking, oh, no, this 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 might not work. And there was a little rally. They went down at Exeter uh, by a couple of goals. And Desi Oshilaja scored. And Desi Oshilaja was a completely different player all of a sudden. He was a box-to-box -box midfielder rather than that converted centre-back as the defensive midfielder. Um, but it all started to change in January. Um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank had brought in a dozen players in each of the transfer windows. He was there. And Dino Marmaria did pretty much the same. A lot of loan players. In fact, he brought seven loan players in and he could only have five in a matchday squad, which has caused an issue, I think. Sam Lavelle has barely played on loan from Charlton. And Jordan Amisa, the goalkeeper, once Craig McGilvray arrived, has made a huge difference has barely appeared either because they've brought um, Ben Garrett back in. Um, but he made the changes and they lost a couple of games early in January. They lost 5-0 at Morecambe. They went out of the FA Cup at Grimsby, which in retrospect didn't look such a bad result considering how well they did in the uh, in the FA Cup. And then they were absolutely hammered at home. Uh, <laughs> they were beaten 4-0 at home in the next match, conceding after 19 seconds. And I came home after that game and said to my lad that they're down, that they can't possibly recover from that. Uh, but they have. And the, the, the lone players, and this might resonate with Derby County supporters, and I know the restrictions, I understand all the problems that, that, that Paul Warren has had as far as restrictions are concerned imposed by the EFL, is there are a lot of players who are 23, 24, that kind of age. They've got legs. And, and that has proved to be a real bonus. Uh, I mean, some are younger. Dale Taylor, who arrived from Nottingham Forest, has been sensational. Hadn't played a senior game for either Linfield, which was his club in Northern Ireland, or Nottingham Forest, but had played for Northern Ireland 
the senior side before he arrived at Burton. He's, he's been in the squad since as well, but didn't play in the last international break. 19 years of age, looks 25, and plays with so much intelligence as a striker. Not a, not a tall striker, but really good. Gets across the front post uh, really well. Scores, scored most of his goals that way, really. Um, so he's the sort of exception. He's the really young end of it. But yeah, there, I mean, Jasper Moon arrived from Barnsley and the Barnsley fans said, well, yeah, he was rubbish last season. He's been terrific, absolutely terrific. Zach Ashworth, I thought, had a really good game on, on Saturday. A bit in and out of the side, but he's a Wales under-21 international. So uh, again, legs there. And uh, <laughs> he's completely changed the team. Now, this, well, clearly, he's changed the way they play because they now play winning football for at least <laughs> half the time. Uh, whereas at the start of the season, you couldn't see them winning a game at all. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been remarkable, and he's and he's such a character, Dino Marmria. He's uh, you, you'll enjoy if you weren't at, at the Premier Stadium for the game in December, you will enjoy watching his antics on the uh, in the technical area. He doesn't stop. Uh, him and, and and Chris uh, Chris Beardsley are always in the fourth official's ear, and they're bouncing around. He's pointing and shouting. He wears. He wears his shirts one size too small because he spends a lot of time in the gym. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's a proper character, but but he's done something. He's done something. Uh, and talking of that game played at the Pirelli Stadium, I just checked before I came on because I've done this quite a lot in return matches. Only three of the players who played for Burton Albion that day are likely to play in the game at Pride Park. It, it's it's bizarre. It's Absolutely bizarre. I wrote all three of the names down. If you just allow me to get my notebook, um, <laughs> the three are John Brayford, Sam Hughes, who's been magnificent throughout the season, former Leicester City uh, central defender, and Dejoshi Larger. And apart from those three, everybody else will be different. That's crazy, isn't it? That's a ridiculous statistic. Um, and yeah, Sam Hughes, you say, I was having a look at the stats beforehand. Hasn't he got something like six assists from centre-back or something ridiculous yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good at set-pieces. He wins just about everything at set-pieces. We thought that might diminish when they lost um, Tom Hamer, who, who was the long throw man. Uh, and long throws have been a bit of a feature of Burton Albion uh, since uh, Dino Marmier and, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank arrived. Uh, Hamer's got a hamstring injury. Turns out that Connor Shockness, he can throw it just as far. <laughs> so, so that's fine. So Connor's come into, he missed the first half of the season because of injury. He's come back into the side and he can chuck it a long way as well. So uh, yeah, Sam Hughes will continue to get assists between now and the end of the season. There's always lots of goals in Burton's games. Whether they go in the right net or not, it's a different matter, but there's been lots of goals. Uh, it's something like nearly, nearly two a game in the last 10 matches. I mean, that they've scored. <laughs> And it's it's just ridiculous. So it's, it's almost it's almost like it would be wrong to call it schoolboy football because it is far more structured than that. But it's quite open. It is mm. quite open. So whether that will suit Derby, I'm not sure. Well, just looking here, and Burton have the ninth best attack in the league, but the twenty third best defence. So the second worst defence in the league. I suppose, obviously, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's reign will skew that slightly. But, yeah, I think it does show he's sort of right near the top on one side and right at the bottom on the other side. So there's always lots of goals involved. They have conceded under under Dino. I mean, they can, I mean Ipswich, I, the, the teams that I've seen live, Ipswich, miles in front of everybody else, they, they, 
they'd been beaten 4 0 a few weeks ago at Portman Road. Of course, they considered the five at Morecambe, including the, the bizarre goal that was clearly yeah. offside, which went viral. Uh, he was about 15 yards. I think he was so offside, the player, that uh, that the linesman couldn't see him or something. It was just madness. It, it didn't, it didn't uh, contribute to the defeat. They were, they were awful. They played a high line. Basically, the back four stood on the halfway line. And Morgan mm. spotted it straight away, as you would. I just kept popping it over the top and, and Burton never changed. It was, it was but the, the games and then they conceded four in the in, in the game after that as well. I'm desperately trying to remember who it was. Uh and I can't. Uh conceded five to Peterborough. Shrewsbury, yeah, five yeah. to Peterborough. Um, and do you know what? They had more shots and more shots on target than Peterborough in that game. But lost five. <laughs> Sounds about right. Two. Yeah, lost five two. Uh, I mean, they conceded. Well, again, they conceded three down at Charlton, and almost came back for a draw. They were abject for fifty-five minutes, absolutely abject, and almost got, should have had a draw. Really, they had enough chances to get a draw. They're, they're a very, very strange side. I wouldn't like to predict, and I hope you're not going to ask me later. Uh, I wouldn't like <laughs> to predict what the score would be at Pride Park. But if Derby might. don't score early, well, if Derby don't score early, and perhaps often, uh, then I think Burton will get them at the end mm. because Burton do go to the very last minute and beyond. And and just watching, obviously, I have a, an interest in in what happens at, at, at Derby County. They seem not to be able to play in the second half of matches at the moment, and whether that's fatigue, which has been mentioned an awful lot mm. over the past couple of weeks, uh, and that's when they could struggle because on the Burton Albion bench against Sheffield Wednesday, this is top of the table. They had Sam Winnell, Gasana Habme, um, Josh Walker, Charlie Kirk, and Bobby Camwa. They're all either attackers or attacking very attacking midfielders. And there was Chris McCann, who's a, a 35-year-old defensive midfielder, and Ben Garrett, the backup goalkeeper. He, he doesn't he doesn't mess about, uh, Dino. He, he if 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 he gets a chance to go for it, he'll go for it. I like that though. I like that in a manager. Um, I remember there was a time at Derby under McLaren, and again after when we had Clement as well, where we again we'd have five or six. Well, it's less subs back then, but it was probably four or five attackers on the bench and then one midfielder, one defender, one goalkeeper. And I what think you that's you want game changers, don't you? On the bench. You yes. want game changers. So well, the, yeah. The chances I, are if you're gonna make three changes, you're behind. Yes. And why exactly. not why not swap why not swap your entire front line and put fresh legs on against tiring defenders? It, it sort of makes sense, I suppose, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I, I think Derby played on the Friday and I went to the Burton-Oxford game. It's a while ago now. And I think Dale Taylor scored his first. Uh, Zach Ashworth hit that thunderbolt that hit the post at the keeper and went in. And Burton looked a completely different team. And yeah. just looking at danger men, Dale Taylor, he's got, what, five goals now. Could you sum up the way he plays and how important he is? He's non-stop. He's got boundless energy, as many of us did when we were 19. <laughs> um, but he has an eye for gold. Yes, he's only got five, and it's not a huge amount. And uh, Victor Adeboyejo, who then uh, sold to Bolt, may well end up being the leading scorer 
this season uh, in the same way that last season, Daniel Jebison, who was recalled by Sheffield United in January, finished being the leading scorer, uh, which is always a little bit awkward at, at presentation night, isn't it? But he's, a, he's the kind of player, as I said before, he'll, he'll get across the front post, but he's as likely to assist as he is to score. Uh, he will chase down lost causes. He did that a couple of times against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and he's also popped up inside his own penalty area in the 90th minute to clear something away. So he understands the whole team ethic as well. He's not he's not in it for himself. Um, I said in the commentary to, to Aaron Webster, who summarises for us the, the need to get him signed up for next season on a season-long loan as quickly as possible. And Aaron said what a lot of people have said to me since, he'll be in the Championship next season. Not necessarily mm. with Forest, because, you know, they've got 253,000 players. <laughs> but he will play in a, in a Championship. That will be the next progression in his career at 19, 20 years of age. He'll play in the Championship next season and will have a very decent professional career. I've no doubt about that. He's as, he's as good a player as I've seen at Burton in my time covering them. He, he just looks like he, he he understands it. He knows where he should be. And that, that's all a bit instinctive, isn't it? Rather than having to coach him and shout at him non-stop, Dino Marmory knows he can just let him do what, do his thing and then concentrate on the players who really do need a bit of a G up. But he's, he's a really good, really good footballer. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, yeah, he certainly looks it. And what you said before about him being the oldest looking 19 year old ever. I remember, yeah, seeing him come on the pitch and had his two tattoo sleeves. He looks like he's in his mid-30s <laughs> and he's 19. <laughs> the first time we spoke to him, uh, I said to him, I said, are you up for a fight? He said, Matt, I'm from Northern Ireland. That's what we do. <laughs> and you think, oh, OK, fair enough. Right, well, we'll crack on then. And and Because obviously they were in a, in a proper scrap when he arrived. Didn't didn't phase him at all. He was more than happy to be involved in what was going to be a scrap and what's turned out touch wood to be a successful scrap against relegation well let's hope so let's hope so and you've mentioned a lot of players there um and the fact that there's only three is is crazy from the last fixture mm. so of all the new players and, and i guess the, the three remaining players from before who should fans be looking out for the most craig mcgilbert the goalkeeper who i hope isn't very busy uh has, has been integral uh, to the revival. He's, he's just boosted the confidence of the defence no end. He comes for crosses. He's very commanding. Uh, has been included in, in the past uh, in Scotland squads. So he's got a bit of a pedigree, but he was surplus to requirements at Charlton and, and was brought in on a permanent, which was great because uh, Dino Maria wasn't 100% sure about Ben Garrett, who may or may not be on the bench. Jordan Amisa might come in. It depends how many outfield um, players 
uh, outfield loan players that he needs to play. Uh, poor old Jordan uh, must have thought he'd come in to, to be the number one. He, he made his debut in the uh, in the FA Cup at Grimsby, and I don't think he's played since. Um, he has been on the bench, but that isn't entirely what Sheffield United wanted, I'm sure, uh, when they said that he could go to uh, go go to Burton. Um, Sam Hughes, I, I had a discussion uh, with somebody the other week and said he's, he's Burton Albion's best player. And their response was, well, is, it, is he their best player or their most important? Uh, it's a, it was a really good comeback and he is their most important player. He missed the 5-0 and 4-0 defeats with injury and then came back. And yes, they, they have been beaten, conceding four and five goals since, and he's been part of that team. But he, he's another very commanding centre-back and a very strange introduction to football really because he was captain of Chester City in National North when he was a teenager. Leicester City brought him into their academy but he never played so he came to Burton on loan two seasons ago and picked up a a really bad injury but Burton were really keen on him and and now he's now he's Burton Albion's player so uh, he's 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 huge. The loss of Terry Taylor I thought was going to be enormous uh, the central midfielder Captain Wells under 21s and was just started to look like the player we all expected him to be. Um, and Joe Powell, who wasn't playing earlier in the season, but has been at Burton a few uh, a couple of seasons or more now, has been sort of converted from a winger, which I always imagined Joe Powell to be really, to this central midfielder who can who can pick a pass and can make a tackle. Mm. Um and he's been, he's been really, really good. Uh, didn't sign a new contract until quite late in pre-season, which I think hampered his early season progress. But he, he's he's inked into every team that Dino Marmaria picks now. And I'll give you a blast from the past. A player who was impressed in two starts. He's, he's only started three games all season. One was against Barnsley and one was against Sheffield Wednesday. Um Mustafa Karyok. I was wondering when he'd come up. <laughs> who has been around for about 30 years, hasn't he? <laughs> he has. He always seems to have played somewhere. Then he obviously didn't have a club, and Dino Marmory brought him in as a free agent before the January transfer window, and he, he came off the bench and looked really good off the bench. In fact, he came on in, a, in one of the Pizza Trophy games, uh, scored a goal as a substitute, and then limped off because he pulled a muscle scoring the goal. So he clearly, he clearly wasn't fit. He clearly wasn't fit. He's fit now. And I spoke to Dino Marmaria um, today, actually, and asked him about Carriol because I've rarely asked him about him. And he said he, he, he wasn't ready to play regular games when he first arrived, but he is now fully fit. Mm. And he absolutely tore Sheffield Wednesday apart down the left-hand side. He left the fullback for dead on more than one occasion. He's still got the pace. He can still put the ball in. It was his corner that led to John Brayford's goal. So uh, it rather looks as though Mustafa Carriol might be an unlikely important <laughs> player in the last few games of the season because I always figured that, well, yeah, he'll be on the bench and he'll come on in the last 10 minutes and he'll kick it into the corner and he'll chase after it and keep it up there. But no, he's, the two games he started, they have uh, obviously beaten some high-quality opposition. Uh, so if he's fit and available, I think Mustafa Carriol could be a, a big player at Pride Park as well. Well, I mean, you've mentioned all these players here, right? And 
so many players came in in January. It's a completely different team to the team we saw in the first half of the season. And I think you've recruited right. And I think this was Derby's problem. They didn't recruit very well in January at all. I know we've got restrictions, but we recruited pretty poorly. And Burton have done the exact opposite. They've recruited really well. And pretty much every single player that's come in has hit the ground running. And it's made a huge difference. I mean, your form is better than us recently. You know, we've, yes, we've, I've got, yeah. I've printed the format. I like the form table. <laughs> in the last 10 matches, Burton are fifth. Whereas uh, Derby County is 17th. Yeah, it's and not great. It's not great. Kendall, this is why I didn't print the form table. <laughs> Well, I, I also printed a table out of games since Dino Marmaria took over. Um, Derby would be sixth in that table, so that, that's a bit more pleasing. <laughs> uh, just on goal difference ahead of Peterborough and just above Wickham. Uh, but the top of the table, Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, Ipswich, Bolton, Derby, Peterborough and Wickham. That, that hasn't changed really, has it, for most of the season, no. the, the top seven, eight, all going for the playoff places. Since Dino Marmaria took over in the 33 matches, Burton Albion at 12th. It's not bad. And, I mean, they're still 11 points away from sixth. But for them to be even talked about in the same breath as the top half of the table, for a club like Burton Albion, it, it made me laugh on, on uh, Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday because, of course, I mean, Derby fans may have done it as well and I may have thought the same thing. Who knows? Um, but they announced the crowd, 4,500. And all the Sheffield Wednesday fans in the away end all packed together. They sold their allocation, all jeered. Mm. And just above them was the electronic scoreboard that read Brewers 3, Sheffield Wednesday 1. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why would you be jeering the size of a crowd of a club that's actually battering you? I'd, I'd, find, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be embarrassed. I'd have been embarrassed if I'd have been them. Um, I mean, they were venting their spleen at, at Darren Moore, bless him. Um, throughout the game, and they were actually booed off at half-time, which was very pleasing. Um, but yeah, Burton Albion have no right to be in, in League One. They certainly had no right to be in the Championship. If they were in League Two, you might think they were punching, because you look at the teams in the National League, and the top half of the National League are probably, and Burton fans won't thank me for saying it, but I've said it before on radio, top half of the National League are probably bigger clubs with more history yeah. than Burton Albion. Yeah, and and long may they continue to punch above their weight. I love that Accrington. Sadly, I think we're going to lose them this year. But I love that Accrington are in the third tier. They're so small, mm. and battling in between Burnley and Blackburn, and not far away from Bolton. So there's all these pulls, but they can survive. And I just think I just think that's fantastic. And whereas Derby County fans are looking to the next division, and who knows the division above that. Burton Albion fans want to be entertained, I think, and they want to see some goals. And at the moment, that's exactly what they're seeing. They might not all be in the right end, but they're seeing lots of goals and there were a lot of smiles on faces on Saturday. I'm not surprised. And I do think, yeah, it, it does carry a little bit of a psychological advantage sometimes. I think that underdog status, it takes the pressure off, doesn't it? You go into every game against a team bigger than you thinking, well, we could really beat these. And the other team is sort of thinking, oh, no, we can't lose to these. They've only got 4,000 fans, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's certainly impressive. But one final question before I ask you the question you really don't want me to ask, which is the score prediction. <laughs> We've spoken all about Burton's positives and how the team's improved. Have they got any specific weaknesses that Derby could look to exploit? 
well, I think that's, that's Paul Warren to find those, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> um, but, but they do have the ability to concede a lot of goals. I mean, that's an undeniable fact. Uh, as I said, Peterborough were very clinical. Ipswich just played them off the park. I mean, they never got a they never got a kick down at mm. Portman Road. I didn't really expect them to get a kick down at Portman Road, but I mean, you look at the Ipswich squad and it's absolute lunacy, isn't it? They signed yeah. two players for a million pounds each in January. They already had a good squad before that. So um, I'm trying to think of a weakness that they've got at the moment. I mean, they were they just shipped too many goals before the January transfer window. They don't concede as many now. They are far more resilient. Yes, they've had a little bit of help. The the uh, I think it probably was handball by John Brayford on the line. It's a great save. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I think it's inconclusive. Um, <laughs> it was a remarkable. Well, the the blessing the uh, the Barnsley manager actually said. I mean, Craig McGilbray had an absolutely outstanding game. I'm told that day, and I've seen some of the saves that he made. And their manager said, yeah, Craig McGilbury, he's, he's had a, an absolute worldie, but the best save was by the fullback. <laughs> and it was. I mean, he, he, he read the situation, he got in the right position, but he was probably a foot too far to his left. So he thought, <laughs> you know, I'll give it a go and see what happens. It was, it, was, it, it was another example of some absolutely appalling refereeing in League One. And there were more examples on Saturday um, against Burton. Uh, and you just think, well, well, how on earth? What's he seeing there? But I know that Derby County fans have exactly the same, uh, have exactly the same beef with referees. Uh, I think, it, well, I think it's probably league-wide. In all honesty, I think if you ask any supporter of any club, they say, oh, there was some shockers in this match or that match. So, but mm. focus too much on that weaknesses. I think just the concession of goals, because at the moment. It's hard to spot a weakness. I suppose a weakness would be that they, that they went to Charlton after beating Barnsley and just didn't start. And could, but Charlton could have been out of sight. I know they, I know they won 3-1, but 3-2, 3-2. Oh, three, two, three, two. Uh, they could have been out of sight before mm. uh, before Sam Hughes got the, got the first Burton goal. So one thing that Dino Marmory knows and he says, and he says it a lot, they have to play to their maximum to play against some of the top sides in this division. And if they drop off a bit, and they are, they have been known to drop off a bit, then then they can't compete. Because, mm. you know, their players aren't quite of the same calibre as, as some of the players that, that other teams can afford. So that would be the major weakness. I don't think there's a weakness on the field. I'm, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the fullbacks. John Brayford isn't the quickest right wing back, but they've got three central defenders who are all pretty sharp and who read the game pretty well. Connor Shockness has dropped back in there. Jasper Moon, as I said, was was has been terrific since he arrived from Barnsley on loan. And Sam Hughes is just a magnificent footballer. On the left hand side, Zach Ashworth is, is is a West Brom player who's played for the first team. Desjosh Larger, terrific. Joe Powell and Mark Helm have been really good. So. Yeah, I, not many individual weaknesses, I would suggest. That you watch, it'll, it'll end up nil five or something now. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I hope so. I hope so <laughs> <laughs> for us anyway. Um, so yeah, the big question, right? I'll, I'll give my answer as well because I think it'll be difficult. What do you reckon, Dave? Score prediction: Derby v Burton. Well, am I right in thinking that Derby have never beaten Burton in the league? 
I think we have. Jody Russell, I remember Jody Russell scoring a win. I think we beat you once, 1 0 at home years ago, years and years ago. The worry is that it's away. Um, The worry is that if Derby County have a first half in which they actually take their chances, then, then there could be a couple of three goals up by half time. I fancy that Burton's objective will be to frustrate for an hour. Because uh, this is what I do, and I'm not a football manager, but just having listened <laughs> to everything that's been happening over the past couple of weeks, I'd frustrate for an hour, and then hit, then go for it. They like Bring a high press. Yeah, but they like a high press. They don't mind pressing. So yeah, I think I think that could be it, and I think Burton could sneak it. I really think Burton could sneak it. I'm that's glad it's not on a Tuesday because they don't win on Tuesdays. Saturdays <laughs> are pretty good. Go on, you got to give it. Give us some numbers, Dave. Give us some numbers. Give, oh dear, so I'm not very good at this kind of thing. Otherwise, if I was, I'd probably be retired by now, wouldn't I? I think they'll win two one, Burton. Two one, two one. God, they'll to be come honest, from behind. They'll come from behind oh. to win two one. To be honest, every team seems to be doing that against us at the minute. <laughs> um, I'm going to say one all in a similar fashion. I think. We're so good for the first 20 minutes and then we just fall off a cliff. If we go a goal up, we sit back, we go defensive and I think that would suit you perfectly. Yeah. So I'm going to go one all, um, but hopefully Derby win. Let's let's be a little bit of optimism. Hopefully Derby Well, for me anyway, hopefully Derby I think, win. I think in all honesty, <laughs> at this point of the season, uh, Derby need the points more than Burton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Because I, I, although they're not safe, Burton... There are so many teams have to hit so much form that they haven't shown for so long that the two wins against Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday, which were bonus wins, mm. without those, they're, they're two points above the relegation zone. And, and, and you know, it, it, they're starting to twitch, but eight points with what five and six games to go, it's an awful lot for the teams below them to, to claw back. Yeah, it certainly would be. Right, perfect. Thank you so much, Dave, for coming on. Uh, if people want to hear more from you or want to follow you on social media, where would they go? It seems unlikely, in all of Well, I'm at Fletch Sport on Twitter. Um, uh, and if you want to hear a lot of me, I do Derbyshire cricket online on the uh, on the website, the BBC Sport website. And you can hear me for seven hours a day, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I do Burton Albion games as well when I'm not watching cricket. So uh, I have... The perfect job. <laughs> Great stuff. Right. Thank you very much, Dave. You're welcome. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.